Good afternoon. I am delighted to be with you today to announce the National Hockey League's plans for our resumption of play, the format of the 2020 Stanley Cup playoffs, and how we will conduct the 2020 NHL draft lottery. And with that, we have a plan. Welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode of Locked On Avalanche brought to you by Built Bar at BuiltBar.com. Yeah, the words people have been wanting to hear for over two months now, and it's kind of bittersweet because it's good that we have a plan the downside of it is we just don't know when that plan is going to be enacted enacted completely we have a general idea but we will get to all of that there's a lot to cover today Um, it's it's a good day it's a happy day and it's an exciting day Uh, just knowing that hockey could be around the corner And back again in some capacity. So first things first, definitely follow the show on social media platforms. On Twitter, LOPN underscore Avalanche. On Instagram, search for Locked on Avalanche. Locked on Avalanche. Send your questions, comments, concerns, opinions, how you're feeling about all of this of what happened today with Commissioner Gary Bettman coming out and laying out the plan for the return of hockey. Send anything that's on your mind to Locked on Avalanche at gmail.com. So what do we have? We have a lot. So if, if you want to go check out the video, if you haven't already, it's about a 15-minute video. And Commissioner Gary Bettman lays out the different phases of what is going to happen as the NHL resumes play. <clears throat> and if you've been paying attention to it, if you've been listening to this show, uh, it really kind of falls in line with things that we have been saying over the past couple weeks, and which is a 24-team playoff. First things first, though, they they are not going to do anything until they get approval by medical professionals and you know people running this thing, running this show, until they say it is deemed safe and appropriate to play. They also are not going to play with fans. So that is going to be weird scenario number one. Uh, maybe weird scenario number two is playing the Stanley Cup with no fans. Man, I can't wrap my head around that. That's that's one of those things. It's I, I got to see it first before I actually can comprehend it. So uh, that that one's just gonna take a little while to uh, to figure out in my own head. But they're not gonna do anything until it, it's profession, professionally cleared. Twenty four teams in the playoffs, top twelve in each conference go. Um, and if you are one of the seven teams who did not make it, that is just kind of like a kick in the you-know-what because <laughs> you had a, a almost 80% chance to make the playoffs in this format, and you didn't. So uh, I, I genuinely kind of feel a little bit bad for those teams 
uh, that that didn't make it. And it begs the question: Why not just include them? Just throw them in. Put everybody in the playoffs. Have everybody go. And I know it's an odd numbered system, but we could figure that the logistics of that out. But I, that would have been interesting, and probably upset a lot of people. So, all right. Because of this, the the regular season is over. They have put a cap on the regular season. Uh, we will talk about that in the next segment about what it means for the Avalanche, in particular, one player. So no more regular season. Every, every all those those stats are now frozen for purposes of voting on awards and all on things like that. So uh, regular season is done. How they're going to do this? They will pick, and it seems like they have them picked, but aren't announcing them right now. Two host cities. And then the reason Bettman said they're not going to announce them right now is because this is still a fluid situation. <clears throat> Things could possibly change. So despite them probably having these two cities selected, uh, be- because they won't get to play until July... Anything really could happen between now and then where they might have to change that hub city. Not right up next to it. There's going to have to be some time uh, to, to let those cities know, like, yes, you are the one. And maybe they've already told them. Maybe they've already said, look, you, you are going to be one of the two hub cities, except for if this happens. Nothing happens. Just start pre- preparing like you will be a hub city. We don't know who those, who those cities are, but they did give kind of like the finalists I get. I guess they are Chicago, Columbus, Dallas, Edmonton, Vegas, Los Angeles, Minneapolis, Pittsburgh, Toronto, and Vancouver. And to me, the two that stuck out the most right away were Toronto and Vegas. And these cities are are going to need multiple arenas, multiple hotels, because they are going to host 12 teams. They need to have the facilities to have teams moving in and out. A lot of, like I said, hotel availability. Vegas clearly has that. Um, and Toronto, I think th- I think they're going to want to be in in Canada. And you know, Toronto is kind of where everything flows through in the NHL. So Toronto kind of makes sense as well. And on top of that, you have East Coast and West Coast. And obviously, your, your, your Eastern Conference teams are going to be on one hub city, and your Western are going to be on another. I don't think they would do it in two Western cities. So, to me, it makes sense. Toronto, Canada, Vegas, United States, East, West, there's your hub cities. Those are just my projections on that. Bettman laid out a four-phase plan. He said right now they are currently in phase one, which is something that everybody's been practicing, the self-isolation. Phase two, they had planned for early June. And that plan include or that phase includes clubs returning to their individual practice facilities. And there's going to be a lot that comes with that. It's not just like you can kind of pick up and just because your players can return to the facilities means it's just business as usual once they get there. There's still going to be a lot of stipulations in place once that happens. Phase three, opening of training camp. That will not happen earlier than July 1. 
So who knows how long we'll get training camp for. And that's another thing that he said is the, you know, they don't have dates pinned down yet because there's still a lot of things they need to work out logistically with players who are overseas with these host cities. There's still a lot to, uh, still some finite details that need to be ironed out before they can give specific dates. But they, the date that they did give is we are not going to be starting anything earlier than July 1st. In phase four, clubs report to their hub cities and we start our playoffs. Now, how the playoffs will look, like I said, uh, it's it's going to be 12 teams on each side and the they're, they're still ironing out detail. This is one of the details that they're ironing out is how they are going to have these playoffs look. Is it going to be reseeding after the first round because your top four teams get buys or is it going to be bracket style so we're going to get into the playoff scenario uh, when when hockey picks back up and how this will look right after i tell you guys about built bar and builtbar.com like i've been talking about all month long go to builtbar.com and at your checkout enter the promo code locked on and get ten dollars off your first order if you are into energy and protein bars, Built Bar is kind of like the revolution of protein bars. Up until now, they've all pretty much been the same in terms of taste and grittiness and even kind of nutrition facts. And Built Bar is kind of breaking the mold with that. Low calorie, low sugar, low carb, high energy, great taste. All chocolate coated, no nuts. If you have an allergy, it is not made in a facility that has nuts around it. So you will not get a nut allergy reaction to these bars. They're fantastic. Like I said, go to builtbar.com, enter the promo code locked on in the promo section, $10 off your first order. All right. So, how do the playoffs look then? Like I said, 12 teams on each side. Top four teams get a bye. That means the Colorado Avalanche get a bye. Some people that that's kind of the the point where you're losing some fans because a lot of fans don't want that bye because we've had a bye. We've had an almost three month bye, and fans don't want any more of a bye. But you get it. That doesn't mean you're not going to play. Those top four teams play a round robin style. You will play each one of those teams once. For the Avalanche, you have St. Louis, as right now is number one. Colorado is the number two. Vegas is the number three. Dallas Stars are the number four. Play all those teams. That will determine your one through four seeds. And the rest of the league will play kind of like a, I guess it's like a play-in round, but it's technically round one. That is Edmonton versus Chicago, Nashville versus Arizona, Vancouver versus Minnesota, Calgary versus Winnipeg. That series will be a five-game series. They have not determined yet if the second round, the first round that Colorado would play, that might also be a five-round or a five-game playoff playoff round. I don't like that at all. We, We have been accustomed for decades now that we are, when we hit the playoffs, that is a seven-game series no matter what round you're in. And I, I, they haven't, they haven't set it in stone. I re, I really think, and I think the thing about this is time. 
they they know you know that we're we're starting this very late. Nobody was expecting to start playoffs at the beginning of the season. Nobody was is expecting to start the playoffs at this point in the in the season. So I think they're maybe wanting to shorten this a little bit if they can. But those those four teams right there: your St. Louis, Colorado, Vegas, and Dallas, and then the guys in the East. I know it's Boston, Tampa, uh, Philly. And I'm forgetting the number three seed. Let me back up here really quickly because I don't want to ignore them. Uh, Washington. If there's anything that's unfair, it's if they would do a five-game series in that second round when those teams who have put in uh, the time and effort. I mean, I know all the other teams have put in the time and effort as well. I'm not trying to take away from that. But to tell those top four teams – you know, three losses and you're out. That doesn't sit well with me. So let's just hope that they, that fine, get that first round in. And you could even make the argument. The first round is unfair to those teams. Like the team who's number five in in the, the conference, who, uh, who would that be? Let's see. Edmonton. You could make a case for them that it's unfair, but this goes back to, this is all imperfect. We, we can't have everything that we want in that, in this. So, I know Edmonton is probably not too happy that they have to play Chicago, a team that really has like no business being in the playoffs, but they are. And now you're telling Edmonton, who has been pretty consistent most of the season, have at it in a five-game qualifying round, they're calling it. Yeah, I get that's a little unfair too, but to tell those top-tier teams in each conference, now you're in a five-game playoff round, I don't like that. So we'll see what happens there. Um, we also don't know, like I said earlier, about how the second round will look in terms of, uh, is it going to be reseeding or is it going to be a bracket style? So if Chicago were to win, they clearly would play the highest seed in the Colorado avalanche. Um, you know, it's an avalanche show. Come on. Uh, but if Edmonton were to win, you have to kind of address that depending on who wins these qualifying rounds. So we still don't know stuff about that. Um, and then he kind of gets into the draft, and that was – it's kind of funny trying to, to to pick apart what the heck he was talking about with the draft because it was very, very confusing. I was still trying to not wrap my head around the playoffs and the return to play plan, uh, and he starts kind of throwing out all these different scenarios – on how the top teams will be selected. And number one, I don't really care because Colorado's not going to be in the mix for that. Uh, and number two, it's just like, thank you for the information, but I was happy just to get the playoff stuff. Maybe they should have did like two separate videos because really there's you know only a handful of teams that are going to care about that draft lottery because the majority of the league is in the playoffs right now. So I think everybody's focus is on that with those select teams, thinking about the... the the draft um, for the avalanche. I guess this is like kind of good and bad. Yeah. Obviously the good about it is you are going to be playing hockey again. Uh, is there any bad? Let's talk about that. All right. So first thing that came to mind when I heard the part of Gary Bettman's 15 minute announcement. Uh, and when he <clears throat> let everybody know that this season the regular season is over. First thing that came to my mind is 
poor Nathan McKinnon. Just cannot get over that century mark uh, in terms of points in a regular season. And I really hope this doesn't turn into one of those things where will it ever happen? And I think, of course, it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen many, many times throughout his career. But and none of this is really his fault. Like, you know, last year he had the injury. This year he had an injury, but probably still would have gotten there. Uh, if if they for a number of reasons I don't want to get into them but probably st- probably would have gotten to it this year but if he didn't could have been because of that injury as well towards the end of the year right at the end of the season technically who knows um, but that's the first thing that came to my mind is because I think that's just something that he wants and he's not big into individual accolades but and, and if he got it it's not like he would you know go blasting on social media that you know he got it he would probably give all the credit to his teammates. Because he's built that way. I think he wants it. I think the fans want it. And he's deserving of it. So for him to have another season and in this fashion uh, stings a little bit. So we got to wait around for that. Second is where will the Avalanche be seated in this this round robin thing? They haven't played. Yes, they're, they're going to get a form of training camp. Uh, but it's not. It's just. It's just gonna have a different feel to it. And I mean, it's important. The, the seeding for the playoffs is important. And and you're telling these guys right off the bat, you're gonna play some meaningful games, and it's gonna determine your seed in the playoffs. And those those round robin games that they're playing against those other top seeded teams are regular season rules. If the if they were to go into overtime, so three on three. Uh, and a shootout. It's not going to be just keep playing overtime. I don't know how I feel about that yet. I mean, while the other teams are playing playoff rules in that qualifying round, you are not. So, I guess in one aspect, you might not you won't get that marathon game which people love in the in the playoffs. You're not getting that. I guess that's a good side of it. Side of it. The bad part is you're not getting that. <laughs> Uh, it can work both ways for you. So who will they play? Um, initially, people were thinking that th- this re- this round robin thing was not happening and the top four teams were just getting buys and they were going to play uh, kind of, you know, uh, I guess, preseason games type of games uh, just to keep them fresh and to get them game- get them playing games. And it was the Avalanche were locked in at number two, and they were going to play the winner of the Vancouver-Minnesota play-in qualifying round, which would have more of an NCAA bracket style. But now this is kind of open. Now this is really open to they could play anybody. They could play Chicago in the second round if Chicago upsets Edmonton. Um, Who do I want to see them play? On one hand, I'm trying. I started to kind of like go through and see who who they matched up well with over the season, who they struggled against, and then I got like halfway through it and I just threw it out the door. And I'm like, it doesn't matter because everybody's in the same scenario that the Avalanche are in. Every nobody's fresh, and the the qualifying round, the best of five qualifying round, those teams will at least have something. They might have five games where the Avs will have three. And again, this is an imperfect thing. This is just an odd time. Nothing is going to be even across the board. But it really, what you did against the team really doesn't matter. 
Avalanche struggled against Edmonton. <laughs> that one game when Dreisaitl and McDavid just went off. It doesn't really matter anymore. Uh, they they played extremely well against Nashville this year. That doesn't matter anymore. So it's it's really going to be just on the Avalanche. You can't re- you can't rely on the other team coming in struggling. Or even if they're coming in hot, knowing you're going to be in for a dogfight. It's just going to be... It might just be odd hockey to watch in the beginning. Because these teams are still going to be getting their legs back. And it might not be till the Stanley Cup final where we see hockey that we all know and love. I don't know. I don't know. But the weird thing is, the weirdest part of all of this is going to be no fans. I mean, you cannot get over the fact that what makes the playoffs the playoffs is sure the product on the ice, but the fans, when that goal goes in to win a game seven or even just to win a round, there's nothing that matches that. And fast forward to the Stanley Cup when the team wins it and it's, you know, one of the great celebrations in sports and that team circles around the ice, passing that cup to player to player and the fans are uh, it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience for the fans in attendance. Nobody's going to have that experience this year. And on top of it, you're not going to be doing it in your home city. There's always a 50-50 chance if you're doing it in your home city anyway, if you were to win it on enemy ice, uh, but is not going to happen this year. So does it take away from anything? No. I mean, you, you still win the cup. I don't believe in the whole asterisk thing. I think that's just like ridiculous. Like this, we're, we're getting the majority of the season in. We didn't get to play ten to twelve games. Okay, yeah, that sucks. Uh, but the the majority of the season has been played. So I don't, you know, I don't. And, and Bettman never said anything about an asterisk, and I don't think that's ever going to be a thing. I think whoever wins the cup is going to be a legitimate winner of the Stanley Cup, um, and it's a story to tell. <laughs> that you won the Stanley Cup during the coronavirus year. But um, that's going to be the oddest point in in all of this is everybody's watching from home. So we'll see we'll see what the Avalanche can do with this. Uh, it's still a little bit away. Um, Ian Cole, there's an article that uh, Ian Cole, I don't remember where he where he interviewed, but He's confident. He's confident in his team. And he said, it doesn't matter where where we are, who we're playing. I think we can beat anybody in a seven game or a seven round playoff. Or, excuse me, a seven game playoff. Um, and and he, I mean there's there's some truth to that. Colorado's gonna be a tough out. And as long as you are playing a, a seven game playoff, um, that's why I don't want them playing five, because anything can happen in a five. You just get a, a, a little bit of a hot team in a five-game playoff round, that's that's dangerous. I think when you move that out to seven, Colorado's a tough out, and they will be, even despite all of this. They will be a very tough out, and Ian, Ian Cole is right. Um, and yeah, of course there's other teams that are, are going to be tough outs too. Colorado is definitely one of them. Vegas has come out with their odds, and you can go to, you know, a number of sites and get odds for you know different scenarios and, and things like that. And Vegas, for some reason, is, is like jumping to the top of a lot of websites that I've seen 
give odds and, and just this one in particular they this uh, I don't know I mean this is a, a Golden Knights uh, website but I've seen a lot of uh, sports books going with Vegas to, to really win it and this one in particular has them at five to two and the avalanche at seven to two the avalanche are up there in every sports book you're looking at the avalanche if you're you know the betting type I am not I, I like looking at this stuff but I don't bet anything. Uh, I, I especially don't bet my team, um, but the Avs are up there in in almost every sports book you're looking at. So people are expecting them to make some noise, uh, and I, and even despite all of this, I think you have to. I think that's how you have to do it uh, because everybody's in the same boat. So everybody's in the same boat in terms of time off and and getting back into play under these conditions. That's all you really have to go on. So uh, if if you're the betting type and and want to. But I should actually, I'm not telling the truth. I do bet on my team as kind of just like in the beginning of it. Doesn't matter how bad I know it, my one of my teams is going to be going into a season. I do put fifty bucks on them to to win the entire thing. I don't bet uh, individual games and playoff games. Like once the season starts, I don't bet at all. It's it's before the season even starts. Kind of just here. Here's my support of my team. I think they're going to win it all. And if it happens, it happens. And it has happened a couple times, and I'm a Broncos fan. So um, th- that that's the extent of my betting. Kind of just like a tongue-in-cheek cheek kind of like prop bet for myself. But no, during the regular season, the wallet gets closed. I got two kids. So that is where we stand right now, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, there's still some more information that we need to get finalized, but... Uh, what we had been thinking over the past week or so, we have tangible evidence. That's the direction we are heading in. 24 teams, Avalanche technically have clinched a, a playoff spot. It's taken this long to anoint them a playoff team, but they are. They are officially a playoff team if we can get the season back. That's as long as everybody keeps doing what they're doing, doing and these numbers keep going down. We can get hockey back. We can get baseball back. We can get basketball back. Hopefully the NFL doesn't have to postpone anything. But this is the start of it. Basketball hasn't come out and really said what they are doing, although I have heard they want to resume the season at Walt Disney World in Florida, which is, uh, I think, kind of their way of saying, hey, if you know Walt Disney World is willing to take us on, then things are getting better. Uh, which I think a lot of people will look at and say, like, okay, <laughs> I'm down for that. So, but how hockey kind of followed suit after basketball, hockey seems to be taking the lead on this in getting back into playing again and saying we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have every all our ducks in a row, and as soon as we get the word go, we have our plan, and we got that plan today. So I think that that's a that is something, right? I mean, all we've gotten so far is some, maybe a couple of NASCAR races, which I am not into, and uh, a golf tournament with, uh, you know, Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, Tom Brady, and Peyton Manning, which was fun to watch. And then it rained all day. So it's like, what else could go wrong? Here's the worst pandemic in a century. This year has sucked so far. And these four all-time athletes try to do something good, and they still did. Here's some rain for you on top of everything else. So it's just like could there be some stumbling blocks in the future before any of this takes off? Absolutely. And I think we need to be conscious of that. But 
just to know that there's a plan in place. At least we got to talk about hockey and talk about something that could happen on ice rather than everything that's been talked about for the past two plus months in coronavirus. So it's a good time. It's a happy time. We're getting in the direction we want to go. And as long as we can keep doing what we're doing, we will get there. And Avalanche Hockey will be back again in some capacity at some seed. Number four, number three, number two, most likely number one. I I kid. I don't know. Of course we want to see that. So that's going to be it for right now. We will see if there's anything else that comes out in the next 24 to 48 hours. And we will be talking about that on Friday's show. So let me know what you guys think. Do you like this plan? Do you not like this plan? Do you think this benefits the avalanche? Does it hurt the avalanche? Anything that's on your mind, send it to me, lockdownavalanche at gmail.com. All right, guys, that'll be it. Enjoy the day. Stay safe. Here is Jovi. Go, Abs, go.